Hello, and welcome to another episode of Endeavors. On today's show, parkour athlete Silky Solfranc talks about her journey into the sport, why she's fighting for more women to partake, and performing for Tom Cruise. That's coming up on Endeavors. You're listening to Endeavors Radio with your host from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Dan McKee. If you know me in my personal life or have been listening to this show a while, you'll note that I rarely cover sports. If I do, it's either something baseball related or it's because an athlete has written a memoir and often it's a baseball player who has written a memoir. But lately I've been thinking of ways to expand my reach or grow my brand, I guess, if you want to use those terms. And I came across the story of Silky Solfrank. She is a German parkour athlete with Team Ashigaru in Berlin, and she has performed for such luminaries as Tom Cruise and Terry Crews, and even got to work on a Star Wars-related video game, having never seen a Star Wars film. But her journey is so much more than that. She talks about how she was sort of forced into gymnastics as a young age and never enjoyed the competition aspect of it and ended up leaving the sport and discovering parkour. And since then, she's performed in many countries all over Europe and even had come to Canada for the aforementioned Star Wars gig. And we we talk about, I guess, not only the differences, obviously, between gymnastics and parkour, but why, for many, parkour isn't necessarily considered a competitive sport. But we also talk about its hijacking by the international gymnastics body who are trying to get it into the Olympics under the gymnastics banner, as well as the idea of parkour playgrounds and how the parkour movement or the parkour ethos is tied into the conservation and environmental movement. And yes, of course, I had to ask her about her favorite 
Disney movie. This is my conversation with parkour athlete Silky Sofrank. Silky Sofrank, how how are you? How's how how are things over there? Very very good actually. Um, except for COVID, and we can't really train and everything, but yeah. It's okay. <laughs> How are you What's doing? good? Uh, I'm in the west coast of Canada, so you know we got new lockdown lockdown restrictions put in, but uh, my city is still pretty safe. So fingers fingers crossed. That's good. Berlin is very very. Um, uh, let's say no. I don't want to say dangerous, but. There are a lot of cases and everything. It's a big city. There are many people, and um, yeah. It 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 must be difficult, you know, given that parkour is such a an outdoor and sort of widespread sport. It must make training difficult with all the restrictions. Yeah, absolutely. One of the main things we do is we actually train in groups. We train in big groups. We call it jams. Um, but, yeah, it's not really cool to do that right now. So we rather stay in smaller groups. But um, it's still... We we always try to kind of, you know, keep the distance and everything. But, you you know, you're not really used to that, that you can't give them a fist bump because, we, because they just did this trick and happy about it. It's very different uh, social-wise, but actually nothing has really changed about um, the way we train, except that we train in gyms. How, and you know, I, I know you're, I know you're, you're part of a, a, a big group um, in, in, in Berlin, the uh, Ashigaru, am I pronouncing that right? Um, One of the people actually get this. <laughs> Uh, how, what are what are some of the challenges that it's been like you know not not being able to to be with your group full time how do you how do you get over that um we are a very big group we're actually 15 people but only let's say six or seven of us are actually active um and we also don't live in the same city as well uh there are only a few of us maybe five who live in berlin so three of us are living in the same apartment. Um, it's Lucas, Andy, and me. So there's already three, which is nice because uh, this is one household. Household, and we can also meet up with um, I think just one more. I'm not quite sure, but this would be still four people, which is pretty nice. Is it? You know, it it must be you know being like a band because you know there's a lot of rock bands that 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 live together and 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 that can always be a challenge um is it is it a good thing or or or, or bad thing to be living with your with your teammates well it has good sides and also bad sides it's it's just you know the share share flat share sharing house so yeah. you know i don't know um we always support each other um, regarding uh, training and also uh, Instagram and, you know, social media stuff. So um, there's not really any bad sides, to be honest. You know, I I think I first became aware of your story uh, on the BBC 
and it said you had given up the dream of Olympic gymnastics to uh, to 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 become a parkour star. Um, and then I know you sort of only got into gymnastics because you were you you were put in it as a kid, but what made you decide to to walk away from that all and 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 reinvent yourself? Um, I think it was already clear after like let's say two or three years, let's say two and a half years, um, because I've realized I really like the movement. I realized I really like um, to go out and train or to go train uh but i don't i didn't like the competitions i didn't like the way they treated me i didn't like the the fact that i had to be better than someone else and that was kind of weird because i was kind of enjoying the time with them and then suddenly i'm i'm the biggest rival and that was something that was just so weird and i didn't want to continue I asked my dad if it's okay if I'm going to do something else or if I'm just going to do the same thing but not competing. And then he said, well, if you if you don't want to compete, you can quit completely. And I was like, well, you know what? We're not. Let's do that. He was disappointed because he didn't expect me to say, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the end, he he had to do it because he knew I didn't enjoy it. So why should he force me to to continue? You know, you you mentioned this idea of, of competition, and it strikes me that with a lot of sport and gymnastics is unique because it's team, but it but it but it's also individual. Being being a part of a parkour team, how does that the the the, the team dynamic? How would you say that's different from a sport like gymnastics? Well, first of all, there's no competition like we we never say we want to compete against each other we always say we want to compete with each other i want to compete with you in this and this competition um we never see ourselves as um let's say rivals or someone you should like beat um we always we know the skills and the abilities of the other person and we appreciate to see it we appreciate to to see the progress and everything, and we just support each other instead of trying to be better than them. You know, it's funny because obviously gymnastics is a big Olympic sport, and I've heard rumors of of parkour maybe becoming a part of the Olympics, but I also read that they actually want the IOC to reject their bid because of uh, because of the way gymnastics has sort of. In, infiltrated the 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 uh, parkour business. What do you make of what is what is going on there and the the parkour push to be an Olympic sport? This was actually a really 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 big thing in a parkour community because of course it's a sport that should not be a competition, but at some point every sport will go in this direction. Uh, skateboarding went this way, snowboarding went this way, wakeboarding, everything. And of course, there's always some people who don't like it and people who like it. And I totally understand that that the parkour people said this is not a good idea because I think that the gymnastic federation, they, they, they started it in a really bad way, like telling us what to wear. We are not allowed to wear big pants. We are not allowed to wear this and that. And everything needs to be seen every length. 
needs to be seen. I kind of understand because this is something which is part of like Olympics. There are rules and this is very hard for us to accept that we need to change the way we we do things now because we need to um, actually listen to rules and we don't really like that. So um, it is quite kind of, it's very difficult and uh, they said they're not gonna have parkour in the net in the upcoming Olympic Olympics because would need to um, to exchange another sport from gymnastics. So um, parkour would replace another um, sport, and they they didn't want that. And um, so yeah, I'm just I just hope that there's someone else who's going to lead this whole thing because uh, it's really not cool to tell us not to wear big pants because this how parkour started what it what does that say about you know i guess the 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 bigger issue of large organizations you know coming in basically acting as regulatory bodies for for sports and imposing certain rules but also having those rules maybe fundamentally change the way your sport is played or you know um sort of com- competed i guess um how do, how do you reconcile that especially with, with something like parkour that you don't necessarily want to be a competition that that is supposed to be a lot more fun and and, and free and loose um it's always difficult to have another uh party that is bigger than you has more money than you has more um let's say force um and i think depending on how they will actually um organize this whole thing the parkour competitions probably still not going to change um like um you know mentally wise from our sides because we know we're not gymnastics we know that we will never ever actually want to to beat someone or be competitive i mean i actually know some people like to be competitive i'm not gonna put everyone in one um draw draw do you even say that in english i don't know um but yeah it's I mean, this this wouldn't be the first competition. There was also Red Bull out of motion. And people in the beginning, they hated it. They said, this is not cool. Red Bull shouldn't, should, should stay away from parkour because parkour is not a competition thing. And now everyone loves it because they realize that we are not competitive. We try to do our best. We want to do the best performance we can do. And uh, we smile. We celebrate in the in the end everyone is a winner because we actually made it to red bull out of motion and i think the same is going to happen in the olympics in the end it doesn't matter who who got first who got second who got last or anything we are super happy to be there and to have the um the, the possibility to be there so uh, olympics aside um where do you think parkour lead for you i know david one of the founders of parkour in the 70s got into like films and and, and stunts and and acting and, and stuff like that is is that something that you foresee in your future um 
Maybe yes. I'm not quite sure where this will go in the end. Um, I just know that I want to do con- uh, I want to do parkour until I can't walk anymore because there is, it's always a matter of what do you think parkour is. Some people think that is very dangerous and that it's can be I don't know <laughs> scary or anything, but parkour is not necessarily dangerous or scary because you choose the way you want to go you choose your path you choose if you want to do that jump or not if that jump is too scary for you that might be too big or you didn't train enough or there's just not a lot of experience and you need to train a bit more to get more comfortable with it and at some point i realized like i remember so many jumps i didn't do last year Oh, I'm standing in front of it and I feel like, wow, I was so afraid. I was so scared to do this jump last year. And now I've got so much confidence. Uh, confidence, And uh, it's it's always um, depends on how you see parkour. You know, there's there's a couple of clips of, of you I saw on YouTube where you, where you talk about, you know, uh, a, a certain feeling you get when you when you make a jump for the first time or you know when you uh you know uh, accomplish maybe a trick that you've been trying for a while um what what goes through your what is that what is that what is that feeling that you get that sense you get when you have been working at trying to get this jump or or this trick and you you get it for the very first time you mean like after working in it for a while and then yeah yeah it depends on what I'm doing. If it's something um, that was very difficult for me to understand, it's a different thing than um, something that is very that was very hard for me to to uh, reach. Like the strength wise, if someone comes to me and he says, "Hey, you need to use your arms a lot more," and I suddenly land this trick or I suddenly land um, the uh, jump, I'm very absolutely happy and I'm kind of confused as well because it was always inside of me it was always there but I didn't see it because I didn't didn't do the right thing and that was that's something I really appreciate in training with other people as well because they can see things you do wrong and help you and they they're just a very good support motivation and everything and if it's something that's um that made it possible because I, I gained more muscles. I feel very, um, how do you say that? Uh, no, the word in English, I'm sorry. Um, you just feel a little, you know that you, you gained strength and you know that all the training was, was worth it. And then you're kind of proud of yourself. So t- I guess t- talk about the specifics of tr- of training. What what for you? What does a typical parkour training session look like? Always depends on where you go. If I go to a place where there are a lot of bars, of course I'm going to do a lot of bar tricks. I'm going to do a lot of balancing, winging, and everything. I'm going to go to where I have a lot of low walls. I'm going to do a lot of flow stuff. I really like to do. Um, combine some movements and do a run a little flowy run and um if i'm at a place where it's very where there are very few obstacles i need to be very very creative because um you don't have a lot of things to play around with so it always depends on 
where where you go in like what spots um you visit or uh, and also how how you feel like if i'm happy i'm going to do a lot more runs and if i'm really sad i'm going to be uh very focused on only one thing so i have uh a success on my day <laughs> feel a little bit better <laughs> I know one of the things you're fighting for that I read about is you're is you're trying to get more women um, to, to to take up the sport. Where 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 is parkour in in terms of um, the 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 number of women or you know being 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 open to women or or is it still more male dominated? Would you say it is very male dominated and. Um... To be honest, I don't really know why because I get this I get this question so many times, you know, and I never really have a an answer because I feel like I don't really understand it because when I started parkour, everyone was supportive. Everyone really enjoyed it that like enjoyed my company and they did they really liked that another woman is doing parkour. And the community in general is very open-minded about everything, not only about like um women starting with parkour they're also uh, very open about um doing other sports like bouldering skateboarding everything we're really um addicted to find new challenges and um, that's what we do the whole time and I, I just really hope that more women see that this is not a sport that is made for men only because it's dominated by them you i know you've You've traveled a lot uh, in Europe with with your team and and, and doing parkour. Um, what are and obviously it, it started in France. What are the overall attitudes to the sport um, in sort of the the different countries around Europe? Would you say? Mm, do you mean if if like parkour is different in other countries? Yeah, like, do you, like, I, I know, you like, you were in Italy with Red Bull, for example, or, you know, do you, do you find that the the reception is different depending on where you are? Yeah, kind of. Um, I feel like, so, so what people call German style of training is that we, for example, we, we really like tiny little challenges, really gross ones where you have to hold on to a very little edge and um, do some really difficult small stuff that is that's what people call German training and also in Spain I think they do a lot of um, I think Spain is known for doing very smooth big jumps they make it look so unbelievable flowy and so beautiful and I also think it's always a matter of the spots you have uh if you own if you like in germany have only playgrounds of course you do you're very um creative with, with the small things you have in england you rather do rooftops you go on roofs because the the, the roofs in england are just perfect for parkour uh so their style is kind of raw and really um some people will call it sketchy but it just looks like sometimes, but in 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 reality, they they're totally fine, and they already they always got it. And um, yeah, I think it's always depending on where most of the people train. You know, speaking of training, I know that sort of parkour kind of grew out of a, a military style optical course 
uh, thing before before branching off, and the military still still uses it. How how disciplined is is your training in terms of like okay, you know, it's going to be you know this time it's going to be for 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 this many hours. I'm 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 doing this. Is is it is it very rigid like like the military, or or is it a little more sort of free? Absolutely free. There is no way I would schedule my training. I'm not gonna. I, I wouldn't be able to do that because that would remind me of gymnastics. If it's like I would say, um, I'm gonna train on Thursday for two hours. The first half hour, I'm gonna do a warm up, and then I'm gonna continue with um, some strength exercises. And in the end, I'm gonna stretch and everything. I, um, I can't do it. I. I, I do know a guy from America, his name is Max, uh, Max Henry, and he's obsessed with completely having a structure, everything is planned, and that's just the way he, he is, basically. And, um, but I think for most of the people, parkour is, is, a, is a hobby. Parkour uh, can be a hobby, it can be a very intense sport, um, depends on what, what your goal is. And if your goal is to get better, to be faster, you more you're more likely to um, structure your training. But that's not really what I want. I just want to do parkour. <laughs> and, and, and I know, and I've I've heard this term before, and I know that Ashigaru uses it as well. Uh, free running, um, you know, because Ashigaru says they're parkour. Do you? For you, is there a difference be- between the two disciplines, or would you say that? free running is sort of an offshoot of of parkour this is a very common question and i still don't really have an answer for that because i feel like so many people do have a very specific answer for that some people say oh come on same some people say no there's a big difference and um i think over the time this whole thing about parkour or free running it just kind of it just uh, i don't know it just grew together or something um i think there's so many people who have different thoughts of this and i think i don't really know um i guess in my in my opinion free running is more a way of doing tricks and do um flow lines um, like doing more twists and everything and park the actual way of being um, efficient. But I might be wrong with that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> in, in some ways, um, part, there's a lot of sci- scientific studies are, are integrating uh, parkour into, into sort of robotics and, and, and different ways of studying movement and, and possibly even um, rehabilitation. Uh, is, is, is that something that interests you going forward? Um, well, I think, well, first of all, I think that's a good idea because parkour is um, the most natural movement you can, you can have in the human body. Uh, we've been doing it for a while now and for a while we kind of lost it. And then we, it came back thanks to David. Um, so I think this is go- going in a very good direction. I'm kind of scared what, what else they 
they do, you know, like robotic-wise. I never really know what the military and everything, they actually got in back in there, whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Did I see a clip on YouTube of, of your team performing for... Yes. It was some some event, and I think I saw Tom Cruise there. Yes, um, it was for his uh, premiere, uh, Jack Reacher too. What 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 was that? I mean, he he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. What what was that experience like for you? Um, to be honest, I never really I I never really watched any movie uh, when I was a kid. I only went to gym training and then back home school training sleep and i never really got to watch any movies except disney movies so i'm really i'm a professional if you ask me about disney but name any actor i'm, I'm lost i don't know um i had to ask who this guy actually is and then when someone came up oh it's a guy with scientology and stuff i was like ah yeah i think i've heard of him but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that um, overwhelmed or anything. Some people were, but um, I was more happy to see um, what's her name, uh, Robin Shabatsky from uh, How I Met Your Mother. She was there as well. I, I I knew her and I was happy to see her. But I'm never really. Um, the thing is that every time I meet someone, I don't see him as a better person than me. I just see him as a as a human being, and I really want to meet him or or not. Um, if I like him, I like him, but I don't really see um, the fame anymore because um, I just realized after so many shows and everything, I realized that so many people see other people as a very good human being because they're famous or just because a lot of people know them. But this is just not true. And from that point, I started to meet people as actual people and not stars. So uh, my mom was very happy that I. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin Trebatsky is uh, is uh, Canadian. Shout out to a fellow Canadian. Is <laughs> true. What's her actual name? Uh, Col Colby Smothers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, you mentioned this idea of fame, and I know both both you and and the team are becoming more known i guess in you know in germany and and in and in, 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 in the parkour community how do you adjust to increasing levels of fame and and, and people knowing who you are um well it kind of hmm <laughs> good question um i was always a fan of being in front of the camera when I was a kid, when my father filmed something because we were um, on holidays and he wanted to film the the view we had. We, I always tried to stand in front of the camera or anything. So um, I never really had a problem with working in front of the cameras, which made it a lot easier for me to start doing that. Um, and... I really appreciate people who say, hey, I think it's really cool what you do and I really like your content. I really like that you share your experience, your progress, your um, error on trial and everything. And um, yeah, I, I just really appreciate it that it got to so far. And I actually 
proud of me because I managed to to actually do something cool with parkour like that. Re- didn't really think that he he said if you're gonna do the same thing you do in the gym in the gym but outdoors and with no mats you're gonna break break your body and you're not gonna achieve anything and now I'm here. Um. It seems like we're we're starting to see more. I don't know, I don't know how, how true this is, but more areas that are specifically set aside for parkour. You know, much like we have we have skate parks. Um, is is do you think we'll see more parkour and free running specific parks in 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 the future? Where do you think where do you think we are with that? Oh, I hope so. I really, really hope so because we need it. <laughs> you can see. So many skate parks skaters are not really using because the people who set this up, they don't really, they didn't really think about it. They put a skate park in the middle of a field where you have to drive um, like, I don't know, a few hours because, uh, not a few hours, but it's just unnecessary because this skate park could be somewhere else where it's so much closer to where people live and they decide to put it somewhere where it's, in the middle of nowhere or um, they build skate parks that are completely useless because it's really hard for to skate on it. And I hope they don't do the same mistake with parkour parks because um, people tend to do this to save money, put it somewhere where it's not annoying, make it a lot smaller than we actually need it uh, because we don't have the budget. Um, so it's just a really difficult thing for um, the safety, you know. It needs to be everything safe and planned and everything. And some some cities, they just don't have the money for it. Or they think they could do something better and they build a skate park and the skate park is useless. And I'm really upset with this because this happens so many times. <laughs> what What are a few things that every hypothetical parkour park would need well um i would say if you have a really good calisthenics park or i think it's called calisthenics park you already got some bars and you have another sport you can um like another uh type of sport that can use the same area which is actually really good because i think everyone um would like to train outdoors uh, not in a gym just doing their strength exercises or anything just just staying healthy and stuff um some bars um to and where you can swing some walls some just some little obstacles and um to be on to be honest we can actually work with a few like with very little things um but uh yeah it would be dope to have a bigger park <laughs> more walls, more tiny challenges, some um, how do you say that? Some little edges you don't really see and stuff like that. Um, and the floor is very important as well because if you think, okay, we're going to have those little uh, pebbles, are they called pebbles, the little ones? Yeah. You can't run on it. As soon as you start running, it feels like you're putting so much effort in it and you're not going anywhere. So... Um, yeah, it's really important for the the city to work with someone who actually knows how to build a parkour park. Is is that something you think you'd get involved in? Um, we have someone in our team 
who's uh, working with uh, obstacles, building, he's actually building his obstacles. Uh, we recently had a show for a German TV, um, TV show, how's, how's it called? Well, yeah. Um, and they needed a really big parkour circle. And he built this whole thing. And um, yeah, there's, he did it very, very well. If you want to look it up, it's called Catch. Catch? Yes. Oh yeah, I see it here. Catch me. Um, you mentioned you mentioned you you weren't into you know you didn't necessarily watch a lot of movies, but uh, you opened the Disney door. Um, you you said you watch a lot of Disney. Uh, I love Disney. Everything. I've never met somebody who doesn't like Disney necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. It's everyone's go-to, but like after, you know, after a good hard day's training, you're taking it easy. What's your go-to Disney show? You know, I used to um, watch a lot of Kim Possible when I was younger and I recently started watching it again and I watched the whole show and I was, in the end, I was like, oh my, I'm about to cry because this was very, very intense for me reason and i didn't really know why but um i actually like a disney movies to be honest there are very few who i don't really enjoy watching especially um well it's always difficult for me to say the english ones. um big hero five big hero six big big hero you know big, that one? big hero six yeah that's uh, i love him he's cute he's adorable he's a big <laughs> is is there a is there a, a big appetite for um for for Disney in in Germany? Big appetite. What's up? Like I guess I guess just mean is like is 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 Disney and Disney films is it pop as popular in Germany as it is let's say out here in in, in North America? I think it is. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot of people watch it. Uh, yeah, we have also um, Disneyland in France. So, so I actually wanted to go last year, but then you know stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little, a little thing called the pandemic happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you uh, you mentioned Kim Possible. Did you ever get to see the uh, the? live action Kim Possible movie that came out a couple of years back. Yeah, I think I I'm not quite sure if I watched the whole thing. I was just really um disappointed that I wasn't a stunt woman at this time and at the right <laughs> because man, I think this would be life changing for me. I was stunt double, I was Kim Possible, I was Kim Possible. Imagine. Um well yeah. Uh, I can't really remember a lot of this movie because I'm not really a fan of life action stuff. That's why I never really watch any other movies like Jack Reacher or anything that Tom Cruise plays in. Um, so, uh, yeah. I've heard of it. I've watched half of it, at least. And I think I didn't really like the story, but I did like the movement and the, the stunt work behind it. I know that one of the films that 
renewed interest in parkour was uh, Casino Royale um, back back in two thousand and six. Uh, are you? A, would you say you're a fan of the the James Bond movies? Do you think th- that's a type of film that maybe parkour could ingrade itself into, or are these sort of action type films? Um. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I haven't watched anything. You can ask me, and I I can tell you I didn't watch it. Um, so there are much like there are a lot of movies um, who um, represent parkour um, a lot. Actually, for example, I've worked on Six Underground, a recent movie from Michael Bay, and there is one guy. Um, who's only doing parkour. He's in the group known for the, uh, doing very big parkour stuff. Uh, so the the focus was very, uh, very cool for the parkour scene. A lot of cool moves because there was also uh, Stora, which is a really big, uh, famous group in England. They worked on the production and he did the stunt, like Drew did the stunt double for this guy as well. So um movies and tv shows and everything they're getting more and more interested in parkour and i think that's a really cool thing because this is a good chance for us to gain money and also um learn how to work with uh movie sets and everything i know another um medium that is sort of working with parkour is a lot of video games i know uh i think it's a assassin creed series makes use of parkour uh mirror's edge prince of persia even something like uh, uh one of one of the tony hawk games yeah where do you do you think uh and a lot of these games i know use you know make, make use of stuff like mocap uh for example what with, with, with mocap suits is is that something that you really think that could really help elevate parkour is is these types of of projects i think that's really really cool and everyone's talking about this cool job for example this guy in assassin's creed does um also uh the hype about mirror's edge was very big because it was a pure parkour game and people were like whoa oh, i'm not quite, i'm not sure if you can actually do this and then um they actually think about what is too much and what is actually doable doable in real life and um Every time, to be honest, every time I play a game, um, currently playing Witcher, and every time he uh, hops over a fence, I, I'm like, oh, parkour. And I'm really happy to see because, you know, it's something I do all day. And I see that um, these uh, um, game developers develop, 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 yes, um, <laughs> that they also use it and they must have used someone who actually can do it so someone got paid to do the motion capturing for that and stuff like that so i'm always always happy to see any kind of parkour in video games and movies and shows and everything. are the are the possibilities with parkour limitless because it is such a such a free kind of kind of sport how do you go about sort of discovering what your limits are what what the sports limits are is is, is that a conversation that's come up at all 
Um, yeah, I mean, of course, you want to see, you want to test your limits, you want to find out, hey, how far can I go? How far can I actually jump? And this is one thing that is very important in parkour to know your limits, to know when you should stop, to know um, how should I um, deal with my environment and everything. So it's really important for us to um, get as much experience as possible to understand that a limit does not mean that you need to stop completely and I shouldn't think about it again. A limit only means that there is maybe room for more and you should train more to experience or to find out if that is actually your limit uh, body-wise, strength-wise. Maybe you can't just, maybe it's just very, well, let's say impossible for you to jump that far because even though if you would have this and this muscles, uh, you couldn't jump and... Um, but maybe it's not about the muscles. Maybe it's about the you change your technique. Maybe this is change your limits. You know what I mean? Like um, I was kind of hoping that you said uh, unlimited instead of limited. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny you, you, you talk about muscle and technique. How how much have you learned about physiology in 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 how sort of the, the the body works and 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 muscle structure and all that in in the course of your parkour journey um so i studied physical education as well so it was kind of easier for me to um adapt and i for example i am very interested in my body i'm really interested in my diet and how uh, where my weak spots are, where my strong spots are, how to use my strong spots in the best way as possible. Um, so for me as a professional athlete, it's very important for me to take care of my body and to know what do I actually need, uh, what training do I need, what food do I need. Um, and also it's really important to know that not everything is about muscles, but you can easily do something with technique as well. Diet is something that can so easily be forgotten or, I guess, sort of taken for granted. And there's a million different conversations we're having about food, you know, what is good for you, what isn't, how much of, you know, how many calories, how much fat, how much this, how much that. Uh, where, how how close attention do you pay, do you pay to w what you're, what you put in your body as it relates to to training or or, or or to competition and how do you how do you maintain that well um i see myself let's 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 say as a car if i put the wrong fuel gas inside i'm gonna break at some point and if i do everything right if i always make sure that everything works well and if i'm gonna check sometimes hey is that's even though I'm not really using it, it's really important for me to know this is still okay. Let's say my ankles. I never really hurt my ankles, but it's still important for me to do the ankle exercises to prevent me from getting, an, uh, we call it ankle thing. If you land on the edge and you overstretch your ankle, that's what we call an ankle thing. And that's really, really painful. So I do a lot of ankle exercises to prevent that. And um, I also listen to my body a lot. If I... I feel like, oh, yeah, I really need some, I really want to have some some chips, some potato chips or anything. 
my body is looking for salt. And you need to know if you actually want the potatoes, chips or some salt, uh, because you can give yourself salt in another different way, like um, anything but potato chips. <laughs> That's most of the times not really good for you. Um, so, yeah, also knowing um, what's inside the food is very important for me as well. If I know oh, if I'm feeling very uh very weak today um i'm looking back and trying to find out why could that be and i realized okay i haven't eaten any um vitamins or i don't know and then i'm going to change that and if i if i'm feeling better that was probably the right thing and if that didn't really help that was not the right thing and then i'm gonna have a look um what could it be drinking water is very important i never really do that but i know it's <laughs> one thing I did read is that I know there was concern, not necessarily from people in parkour, but from a lot of observers and even people like law enforcement with a lot of athletes jumping off roof, rooftops or, or, or in high places. And, and they're concerned about um, the risks that that it poses. Where where are where do you stand on using roofs and and maybe buildings or or structures that are that are higher off the ground as as a launching off point for 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 stunts or or or, or for moves um so i'm always very careful with heights because i'm not used to them but if i see someone who's um who's very used to heights who can actually handle it quite well who's not getting dizzy just because he's at the edge um, I feel kind of, let's say, comfortable because I know he knows his limits. I know he knows that uh, he's okay up there. He has a lot of experience. But if I see someone who's shaking, if I see him just barely standing on that roof, I would tell myself to think of let, like asking him to go down because um, this is probably a step too far. He should go on a, let's say, smaller roof or um, do some other stuff. I'm not against people who do roof jumps or anything because they are free to do whatever they want. And I think you wouldn't actually go on a roof if you don't feel comfortable with it. And if you actually do, you should ask yourself if that was something you wanted to do or if that was something people did and you thought okay they, they can do it i can do it as well that's one of the biggest things that happens in parkour very very often that people see people do stuff and they think that looks easy but what they don't understand is that there was hard work behind it and to make it look easy is what we want um because if everything would look uh, like a lot of like a lot of effort um, you still need to work because obviously it's too much effort. One thing I, I found interesting is that I, I know a lot of parkour organizations uh, support something called Leave No Trace, which I gather is like an, an urban sort of um, conservation ethic ethos, um, if you guess. How, how yeah, I guess, how well do you think parkour and this idea of you know conservation and environmental protection how well do they actually go together um i'm not quite sure if i understood that 
Can you can you put that in other words? Yeah, because uh, I I know a lot of parkour organizations, you know, support the initiative, which it which is a com- uh, conservation initiative. So so do you see a a relationship between parkour and outdoor conservation, environmental protection. Do 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 those two things go together? I got it. <laughs> um, thanks for that. Um, I th- it's very, very important for us to understand that we are working with the environment and we should treat it well. Because if you destroy your environment, you're not going to be able to train there for much longer. And also people are going to complain about it, which of course makes sense. Because if you live um, in the first floor and some people keep doing wall runs or anything to, on your wall, and you're not really bothered by, by the loud noises, but more about why my wall is so dirty. Um, this is something we should always do is respect other people and respect the environment because um, we use it. And if you use something, you should either put it back just as you found it or even better, in a better condition. And I'm a really big fan of uh, cleaning the place after we train there because I think it's it should be normal to to leave a place clean. And also undamaged, especially undamaged. Do you could is is parkour something that that, that can be worked on in any surface? You know, you, you you talked about the pebbles, which aren't great. You know, you you want you know maybe floor or or more you know uh, maybe a rubberized surface. But what about you know uh, an an area that has you know water? Uh, a, a, a man-made lake, let's say, is 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 that something that could be utilized in in a parkour space? Um, like I said before, it's always about what your goal is and what challenge you want to set. Uh, because there's so many challenges you can easily overcome by by doing parkour or parkour-based things. So um, there are a lot of people who actually still train, even though it's raining, but they have to be extra careful because, of course, it's slippery. Um, but this also changes your way of training because you take a lot more care. Um, you are more um, aware of your environment. You're aware of your landing area. You actually think twice, which makes your training a lot more intense, even though it's not bigger jumps but it's more um safe makes sense um another thing that i i I found interesting is that you know some people choose to go to go barefoot and and, you know but i also know that there are companies that are that are making a, a a specific type of of shoe uh for 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 parkour where 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 do you fall are you are you a barefoot parkour person or are you are you a, a sneaker parkour person? Um I I also trained in uh, with barefoot shoes, I think it's called. Um I really enjoy training in those shoes because this is also um a different kind of training when I wear them because I'm uh, I feel a lot more impact. I'm not doing any bigger jumps than usually because um it just 
it's just a little bit more painful and um, I move um, more light footed, let's say. And if I want to do big jumps, I'm going to put my um, New Balance or Asics or anything else on. So it always depends on what I want to do today. We we talked a little bit earlier about the the controversy around the Olympics, but I know that there was there was two other, um, I guess competitions. There was I know parkour is supposed to be making its World Games debut. I think it's next year, uh, and I know in twenty twenty before I got to LA, there was what was it the first World Parkour Championships that were supposed to be, um, in in Japan, um, you know especially given that. Not everyone in parkour likes the competition aspect of it. What do you make of of something like that, which is a a, a parkour specific parkour only competition? I think what you talked about is the FIG competition, um, as far as I know, because that was um, in Hiroshima. Yes. Or... Yeah, there was the first World Core Park Championship was in Hiroshima. And postponed, and then World Games, yeah. So the the the, the fig competition, I guess. And I know I know that's also um, received a, a lot of uh, uh, opposition, as 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 we had said, um, as 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 we had said earlier. If 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 you were to, you know, as as someone who has never done parkour but maybe wanted to get into it, how would you recommend? that person start um huh. i think the the best thing is to get inspired by youtube videos of people who are actually also known for doing good parkour not only because they have a lot of views but also because the community uh, suggests to watch the videos so a lot of people ask me how do i start parkour and my only answer is um There are actually a few answers. <laughs> so you watch YouTube videos and go out with your friends because parkour with friends is a lot more fun and a lot easier for you as well because you can uh, help each other. Um, training alone makes everything a little more... Um, not, not, I don't want to say dangerous, but you are more likely to train things that are not healthy for you, for example. Or uh, it's not really that fun because you're motivated because you don't really know what to do so go uh ask your friend if they want to try parkour with you if you ever see people training outside as a group don't don't be um afraid of going to them and ask them because as i said before the parkour community is very open-minded we are we are very happy about anyone who wants to start with parkour. We are the last people who would say, hey, don't don't bother me, I'm training at the moment. But we would rather say, hey, uh, look, these are the first steps. Uh, you can join us. Um, we might do different stuff, but if you need any help, we are here for you. Um, and also there are a lot of YouTube tutorials online. Um, so it's nowadays really easy for you to start which is nice. And also there are a lot of clubs who offer parkour classes. So just uh, check out if your club close by offers um, parkour classes and then um, just give it a try, check it out. And it's really easy to start actually because you don't need anything. 
how do you think you know we're we're seeing how the pandemic is is affecting a lot of things from gym to sports to film how do you think parkour is going to survive this well i think everyone can still go outside and train right i mean you can't you can't really tell us well at least not for a longer period that we can't leave our house um and i think this um, i'm not quite sure if that's going to change anything because right now we have winter which is quite cold but if if we have better weather bad, better weather um we have a lot more access to the spots because it's dry it's not cold it's not icy so that then we finally have the chance to do what we always did training outside and finally, I wanted to ask. I know uh, we mentioned you're you're part of uh, the team Ashi, uh, Ashigaru uh, yes. in 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 Berlin. Does it come from the from from the Japanese term um, for for the where were the infantry class of 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 the samurai? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's uh, where it comes from. It, it means light footed, um, and that's what we want to uh, represent. <laughs> is 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 there? you know, something maybe a little bit ninja-like in, in, in parkour at all, do you think? Well, I think yes, <laughs> because, um, I mean, some people wouldn't necessarily say that, but I always think that ninjas, they always needed to find the best way possible to get from point one to point two, A to B. And uh, also as quiet as possible which means they needed a lot of training and so do we we don't really let, want to land very loud because a loud landing means a lot of impact and that is very painful so we train to uh have very um let's say few loud impacts sometimes you can't really avoid it because you're actually of a big height i'm sorry uh got distracted <laughs> um you know, I, 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 we talked about earlier. You've, you have been fortunate to, to travel a lot, uh, with, with, with the team. What do you like most about getting to travel with, with your job, with, with, with your hobby, with, with your profession? I mean, first of all, that's why my English is in this level. Um, I. A lot of people ask me, why do you speak English so well? And why do you understand everything? And I'm just telling them, if you never go to another country and need to speak English, you're never going to learn it. Um, and so this is a, a one plus. <laughs> um, another thing is that you get to see the world. And especially you get to see the world, depending on how you travel. If I travel with, um, because I'm I'm at a job at this time, I'm ha I have a hotel and everything and so then I still see the city but if I'm traveling as a parkour athlete who's just going in another country because there's a jam I'm gonna sleep at someone's place who's doing parkour as well because we always host each other and make sure that everyone has a place to stay and at this point you're not staying as like um in a city as a as a someone who's just come for a visit but you're more um you're about to experience how they cook how they uh how they behave and everything you are 
at a someone at someone's house who lives in the city, they can show you everything. They can show you the best places to eat, the best places to train, and you can ask them everything. And um, I think it's much more, of course, it's much more social than staying in a hotel. I know. Uh, I know that parkour is increasing popularity here in in, in Canada and in, in North America. Uh, do you think we'll ever see uh, Ashigaru on, on, on this side of the Atlantic in the future? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> a few of us already went there for um, the, a competition called NAPC, for example. I think that was in Canada somewhere. I'm not quite sure. I think Vancouver. Um, and uh, I was also there in um, Toronto for a Star Wars shoot. And uh, so we never really got there as a big group, but that's still something we really want to do. My, uh, a lot of my listeners love Star Wars. You might have to, what, what was this Star Wars shoot that you did in, uh, in Toronto? Um, so another thing, I didn't watch Star Wars and I didn't know job was about it so guys i'm very very sorry to say that but i didn't like it um so i got this job offer and they asked me to send them an e-casting and i sent all the videos and everything and they said okay yeah we we're happy with you we're gonna fly you in and i i asked them what job it is and they said they can't really tell yet so i flew to toronto and then i i arrived at the cab and they said um so yeah, welcome here. I'm happy to have you here. And I said, so what's all this about? And they said it's about the new game Star Wars, uh, Yeti Fallen Orders. And I was like, I, sit, I was sitting in a cab and I thought, no, I haven't watched it. I've no idea what Star Wars is about. And <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I'm very sorry because I, I feel like many people would pay hundreds if not thousands of euros to to be a part of this and i'm just sitting here and not, not didn't even watch that movies um so yeah i did the stunt doubles for the girl who was um acting it maybe i can send you the video it, it was just a really small trailer for uh the xbox game so um yeah i got the chance to take a lot of pictures with the stormtrooper I did a lot of sort um, lightsaber fights. I did a lot of amazing, amazing stunts. And the stunt coordinator was actually the guy who. Do you know the film Titanic? Yes. Do you know that part where this guy, like the the ship is about to sink, and this guy falls into the turbine? Oh yes, yes, the the propeller, yeah. Yes, propeller. Yeah, that guy was my stunt coordinator. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was dope so um yeah it was a really big job it was well well um at some points it was also dangerous because i didn't have a lot of experience about stunt work because they only asked me to do parkour and suddenly i had to do a lot of uh, stunts as well and um so yeah everything went out very well the video is beautiful and uh, i just love the message and um really cool job what what are i guess some things you want to accomplish or or maybe integrate your parkour skills with in the future so say that again what what do you what it 
what are some things that you want to uh, attempt in the future? Things that, you know, is it another type of maybe a certain type of video game maybe you know maybe maybe an action film what are what are what are some what are some personal goals that you have that you that you want to use your your parkour skills for um i would love to have an actual role in a movie not playing the stunt double but also actually be in front of the camera and um allowed to be, to show my face and um you know just do what I like, sing in front of the camera, say stuff. stuff. Um, we had a lot of shoots, the like I had a lot of shoots last the last weeks, and that was really cool because the the cat show I was talking about was only mainly about parkour. We played tag in many different ways, and they that was the fourth time they've invited me to the show because they really liked my um, appearance. They did they really liked my performance. How I was always happy to play games and I was kind of different than the other people because some people really want to win and show it and I was there to play tag and showed it. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to work a lot more with movies and TV shows, definitely, yeah. And there must be big, there, there's a pretty big appetite for, for film in Germany. There's a lot of great films that I think come out of, come out of your country. Yeah, we do cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know you didn't, you know, watch a ton of stuff, you know, save, save for Disney, but do you, do you have a, a, a favorite actor at all? German one? German one, American one doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't matter. Oh man, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know a lot of people. That's what I said earlier. Um, if I would have to choose. Oh, I've met Terry Crews. Uh, he's a really nice guy. Um, I've met him 2016. We did a show for Sylvester Stallone for Netflix, Ultimate Beastmaster. And, um, that's where I've met Terry. And he is a very, <laughs> very cool guy. I really like him and I really like um role he had. So, like, at least the ones I watched. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for example. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, he he seems like he's a pretty pretty down to earth guy and, and and doing a yeah. lot of uh, just doing a lot of great things. Well, we're we're just about done here, but uh, yeah, Silky, thank thanks so much for for jumping jumping on Zoom. I'm glad we finally. I know we had our had our wires crossed there for for a minute, but I'm I'm glad we uh, I'm I'm glad we we connected. Yeah, I'm very very thankful that you asked me. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I've never done I've never done a parkour interview. This will be fun. So why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy cool. Yeah. Well. 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 Thanks so much, and uh, stay safe over there in uh, in Berlin. Yeah. You too. Even though it's not that that uh, bad, but yeah, stay safe, stay <laughs> healthy. Don't don't do anything bad. <laughs> Try not to. Already. Uh, take care. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Ciao. Let me know when where, when you release it. Well, that was my conversation with Silky Solfrank. She is a member of parkour and free running team Ashigaru. You can visit them online at ashigaru.de. That's A-S-H-I-G-A-R-U dot D-E. You can also find them on YouTube, Ashigaru Parkour and Free Running, as well as Facebook. That does it for me today. Be sure to subscribe to Endeavors on Apple, Spotify, Google, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
or follow me online at Endeavors Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you next time. Ciao for now.